Welcome back, everybody. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. We had to take last week off because Coley wasn't feeling super well, and then work got super busy, had some bosses in town. I, no, literally, like no, the I know. I string just, of command. You said that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, last week got away from us, so we apologize, and we are slowly but surely getting better at spacing out our episodes and when we record and all the things. Yeah. So we're back. That's all that matters. We also get in our heads about the topic we want to record and we go back and forth on that. And yeah. What? Me being in my head? No, that's not a thing that happens ever. What are you talking about? You thought that was a segue, but no, we're not talking about that on today's no, episode. What's been going on? What's life been like? We have just been enjoying the last little bit of summer. This past weekend, we did one of our favorite activities, mm-hmm. which is tubing and floating down the Waiu River. So we did that on Saturday with some friends, which was really fun. It's become like a tradition. We do it every summer. It's always a good time. So we did that. And then we just hung out with some people afterwards for a bit, had some shenanigans. And yeah, I, we've gone to a couple of concerts. We're going to a concert this weekend. Going to see Godsmack. Yeah, I I was telling someone this the other day, and they gave me this look like, oh, Godsmack, didn't realize that was a band that you were into. I had to explain to them that Godsmack is my dad's favorite band, and they we have this really cool like outdoor venue here in Indy, and so they, they have a big lawn you can sit in, and the tickets are usually pretty cheap over the summer. And so I saw that they were on the schedule. I mentioned something to my dad about it. He was just like, I don't know, not willing to pull the trigger. And so my mom stepped in and she was like, nope, you're going to take, you're going to go to this concert because they're your favorite band and Nicole lives there. So that's what's going to happen. So Josh and I are taking my dad and my uncle to go see Godsmack this weekend. Yeah. I'm excited Um, to see your uncle Jim and and your dad. It'll be it'll oh, be a lot yeah. of fun. I mean, Ruoff is just like a really fun venue. Even if you don't know the music super well, it's just it's an all around good time. We'll have fun doing that this weekend. I'm just excited to see my dad. I haven't seen him since the wedding. Oh yeah, I guess it has been since so the wedding. Oh, it's crazy. Man, oh man. And then time plus flies. we've got this we've got this trip to New York coming up in a couple of weeks. Um we'll probably do like a whole episode recapping that trip because this will be Josh's first time in New York City. NYC. And we have a lot planned. So that'll be coming up in a couple of weeks. So we're just preparing for that. Yeah. Several of our friends are not necessarily from New York, but also been lived to, in New York for a while. there. Yeah. So we've got plenty of good recommendations and it'll be a blast. Plus we get to sneak peek. We get to go to the US Open, which will be amazing. I know. Along with some other really fun, exciting things, which we'll tell you about later. But yeah, the trip is jam-packed of of fun stuff but it's going to be a really good time and i'm honestly just excited for you to go to new york because everybody has to go to new york city at least once i'm ready to walk fast buy dollar pizza and yell at somebody <laughs> there you go that's all you need to do the new york experience oh gosh. okay so what are we talking about today let's get into it so i don't have a this is the problem i always i have an idea and then i can't ever come up with a title because i think about it too much haha getting in your head (laughs) the the topic for today is the struggle or the pain with starting over starting over in the sense it could be a relationship it could be in your career it could be just in where you're living currently 
all of those things. Wow. It's almost like we have stories for each one of those things. Exactly. It's amazing how you set that up. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Which one do you want to start with? I don't know. I guess since I have two of those three things, I guess I can start with one of mine. Okay. I will go ahead and start with the starting over in the sense of moving to a different city. So in 2017, I had just gotten out of my abusive relationship that I have talked about on here before. And if I were being complete, I was also just graduating with my master's degree. So if I were being completely honest, I would say probably 85 of the reason I wanted to leave where I was living with my parents and move to a different city was to get away from my ex and to just not ever like risk the chance of running into him. So that was a big motivating factor for me. But it was also just I loved living on my own when I was in Michigan for school and moving back in with my parents while I was getting my master's. Obviously, it was very financially smart, but I just, yeah, I wanted the freedom of being on my own. And yeah, I decided to move to Indy and I knew one person when I moved here. She was a friend of mine from high school, but we weren't like she had lived here for several years. She had gone to college here, so we hadn't seen each other in quite a while. So I knew I had her to lean on if I needed it. But moving to a city where you don't really know any person is crazy. And I know that Indy's not super far from where my parents are. It's only two and a half hours, but that's what I wanted. I wanted a place that was like far enough where I could build my own life, but close enough where I could go visit anytime or they could come visit or whatever. That's how I landed on Indy. It wasn't because of like a job or anything like that. I did obviously get a job when I moved here, but I think the hardest part about starting over in a completely new place where you don't know a single person is just trying to define like what a sense of community is that you're looking for. Like I lived in, ironically, when I moved to Indy, I lived in a neighborhood called Broad Ripple, which is where Josh and I live now. But I, the reason I chose Broad Ripple was because it's dead center in between Carmel and the rest of the suburbs and downtown. And so I felt like it was a good mix of both of those worlds. I started working as a school-based therapist for an organization here in the city. So I tried to meet people, obviously, through my job. I ended up getting a second job at Lululemon at one of the malls here as like another way of trying to meet new people. My goal was to try to meet people who were maybe in similar life stages as me, maybe some also like indie transplants like me. So that's why I was going towards like social workers. I was going towards like a fitness kind of community, which is why I started working at Lulu. I bounced around from church to church for a while, trying to just one, find a church and two, meet other people. There was a time where I was joining I joined two different small groups. One of them was literally the worst thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. It was like me and like a 20-year-old virgin who had never had a sip of alcohol in her entire life and knew like the Bible memorized cover to cover. And I was like, what am I doing here? Nothing wrong with that, but... Not my cup of tea and not the community I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just want to clarify. So yeah, I lived in my Broad Ripple house or my apartment for over a year. And then I did manage to meet a couple of cool people through Lulu, one of which became my roommate. We moved out to a suburb called Zionsville. But then she ended up leaving and she moved to Arizona. So So it was like starting over again. So it was like starting over in Indy part two. And I would say that like during the, the two and a half, years 
I met people. I was able to join things here and there, but nothing just felt authentic. Nothing felt like it was what I was looking for. Mm. And it didn't because I couldn't find that community. Indy didn't feel like home. Like whenever I would talk to people, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going home this weekend to see my parents. And they were like, oh, where's home? <laughs> and now when I talk about home, I refer to Indy. And so like I was living in this city that didn't feel like my home because I just didn't have that sense of community like whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I joined like we just randomly joined this Facebook group. For, from the church that I had found that I felt most comfortable with and these two girls that lived in Broad Ripple because I loved Broad Ripple and I wanted to go back because being out in the suburbs when you don't really have anybody sucks because you're surrounded by like couples or old people who are retired or like young families. And then yeah. there's like this single girl that's just like living in the suburbs by herself. Like it just you were too far away from the city to be able to go out and do things in the city. And it was just... Not my thing. So the first chance I got, I knew I had to move back to the city area. And I really liked Broad Ripple. Yeah, this Facebook group, these two girls were just like, hey, we live in Broad Ripple. We're looking for a third roommate. I stalked him on Facebook because Facebook was like a really popular thing back then. <laughs> I'm dating myself here a bit. But yeah, I looked him up and we ended up meeting up at what has now become Josh and I's favorite restaurant in the city. And the first thing the girl said to me, they were like, so I know we met you on like a church's site, but how comfortable are you with drinking and like boys in the house and just like all of this stuff? And I feel like I immediately just because I could just tell for, they had really good energy, but I could also just tell like they were good human beings that were not judgmental, knew how to have a good time. And I was like, OK, I think this is like a step in the right direction. And for those of you who hasn't who haven't already put it together, these were the two roommates that I lived with for several years. The reason I met Josh and the rest of my friend group. And they are like the reason why the course of my life had changed. Mm. I think the biggest lesson I can take from that time, that time was like if you've listened to the mental health episode, like that was the time where like I was self-harming. My depression was like at an all time high because I was completely isolated in a city that didn't feel like a home to me with nobody to lean on. It was just me and Finney up in Zionsville by ourselves, and it was really lonely. And I remember talking to my mom several times about, okay, I tried the new big, bigger city thing, but I think it's time for me to just move back home. I don't know anybody here. Yeah. Tried everything I possibly can to make friends and to find a community, and I've been here for almost three years, and it hasn't happened. What the heck? What am yeah. I supposed to be doing? So... I think the biggest lesson I learned was I just wasn't willing to settle. Like I had, don't get me wrong, I joined like sports teams, joined churches, had multiple jobs, did everything I possibly could to think about meeting new people. But, and I met cool people, but I just knew deep down that they weren't like the community I was looking for. And I just didn't settle. I didn't settle for just any old community. I settled, I like I was willing to wait no matter how hard it was for me during that time for the community that I so desperately long was longing for. And I think way too, way too many times when people move to cities or bigger cities or just move anywhere, different states, whatever the case may be, like they just attach to the first friend group thing. or the first yeah. thing or whatever. When like that might not be the best thing for you. 
And I really enjoyed meeting all the people that I did like when I first moved to Indy. But like they quickly were leaving Indy and they didn't want to stay here. And I did. And our just like fundamental values were different. The easiest way to like put something related to that is if you were to move schools or when you move from like middle school to high school, your first set of friends may not be necessarily the set of friends that you end up with. There's always cases where, you know, you hang around and you maybe found a good one, good set of friends up front. But I think the biggest lesson learned there from what I hear is that patience and then knowing what you want. I think too many times, especially in our day and age, like most millennials, they moved out west. They went to to Colorado and, and to the mountains and which like that's all fine and dandy. But I would say you're not gonna find some like magical moment just by moving and by starting over. Yeah. But if you do, you have to be patient and you have to know what you're looking for. Cole knew what she really wanted after she tried a few things. And that can happen in Indianapolis or it can happen in Denver. Right? Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I just know a lot of people that their life isn't exactly what they pictured. And so they're just like, oh, maybe I can just create something completely different in a different city. But and I, I realized that I my intentions of moving may not have been like the most pure, but I think deep down what I wanted was I wanted I wanted this next phase of my life to be like how I wanted it to be. And because I had already been in this, I was in my parents' house finding this balance between I'm an adult, but I'm still needing to be respectful of my parents' house and their rules and their boundaries and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was like trying to live like that on top of being with someone who was controlling every, everything I did and everything I, every person I spoke to. I just, I moved to Indy, not, I wasn't like, ooh, maybe I'll find my husband if I move to a different city. And I know a lot of people, like I say that in a joking way, but I swear to God, there are so many women I know that are like, they've either moved so because they haven't had any luck dating in the city that they're in. But I'm like, that is just not a good reason to to move, like to uproot your whole life. It just is, it's scary. And I think that I just wanted, I wanted to create my own life and that's why I moved. It goes back to the like the the old saying of you need to focus on yourself before you can worry about finding someone or a relationship. Who knows? Like you might move out to Colorado and because you like rock climbing, you'll find somebody that likes rock climbing and you form a relationship oh, sure. that way. Yeah, there's always a chance of it. But if that's the sole reason you're uprooting your whole life, like you haven't even met this person yet, you're just assuming that they live in this different state. I it makes me a bit weary, but yeah, it's almost like, yeah, the intentions need to be clear and they need to be about yourself if that restart is meant to happen. Cool. That was that was great. You briefly mentioned the relationship. You want to say anything more about it? And I can talk about mine really quick. Nope. Yeah, it's all you. So for anybody out there that's listening and hopefully you're not in a situation where it's like you're debating whether or not you should restart your life and remove yourself from a person you've been with for a very long time. I remember, I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast, but I remember there was a day where I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, there was a day that I, like it wasn't even like we were fighting, I was just like in this lull and in this just weird spot in the relationship and like I knew things weren't going how they should have and I remember, this is gross, but I was in the bathroom and I literally Googled on my phone 
I said, how do you get out of a relationship that you've been in for a really long time? Wait, seriously? Yeah. No, I did not know that. Yeah. You Googled it? I Googled it to see what people were saying. And the comment that stuck out to me most, which makes the most sense, was if you are asking this question, it's time to leave. Yeah. That's the answer. You shouldn't even be contemplating right. the leaving part. No, things happen in relationships that you need to work through, some more severe than others. But this is this is a long time, like over a period of a very long time of me contemplating things. And it's not not just her fault. It's my fault, too, in the sense that like we were growing apart, growing in different ways. We wanted different things. But the 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 real <laughs> the, the real hard part of all of it, the, the hard part of starting over is I remember walking back in the, the parking garage on like when I was leaving work and I was just contemplating to myself, do I really want to put myself in a situation where I'm going to have to go date right. again if I want to be with someone where I'm going to be alone, I have to uproot my life, move to a different apartment, you know, like the whole thing. And where I landed was it was going to be worth the hard. So the lesson out of that is you have to weigh what's happening. Is the, I wouldn't call it a depression, but the dark spot that I was in was weighing me down to the point where it was worth it to go through all the struggle, all the pain of the breaking up, the moving, the changing my relationship status from engaged to single, like all of that heartache that comes along with it. It was worth it to me to start over. Was it easy? And was there like slip ups where, oh, maybe we could get back together, like that kind of stuff? It's called backsliding. Uh, we all do it. It's OK. Yes. Every, apparently everybody does it. At least that's what Cole tells me. It makes me feel better. But anyway, the point is it was worth it. In the end, it was worth it. Now, starting over sometimes isn't always worth it, but it's sometimes it's better to take the, the leap of faith, getting out of that dark place and removing yourself from a situation to test the waters and see what's out there than to stay miserable. To quote my one of my favorites, Theo Vaughn, he's a comedian, he has a podcast. I don't know if this is from him, but he said this on one of his podcasts. And he said, nothing changes if nothing changes. And that's true with basically everything about life. If you're living the same old life every single day and you want something different, it's not going to change unless you change. Yeah. So that's what I did. I cut the cord and, and I made it happen. And that's, that's how I ended up where I am today. Well, I think too, something to point out about like the difference between all three of like our stories of starting over is with my starting over of moving to a, a new city, a big city is it didn't happen. Like the, the benefits from starting over didn't come for several years. Mm. And then I'm not saying that it was an overnight success for you when you ended things with your relationship. But I think it would, I think you got, you realized and felt the benefits of starting over faster than a few years. Oh, it was definitely more than a, or faster than a few years. It wasn't overnight. It wasn't weeks. It wasn't months. It was probably on a good part of a year it yeah. took for me to be okay with what had and happened. And realizing it was the right decision. And then there was me that I, the, I, the first year of me living in India, I was like, I don't, I still don't know if I made the right decision. And then there mm. was year two and I was like, fuck, I still don't know if I made the right decision. And I think that's one of the scariest parts of people 
not wanting to start over is if they don't feel like they're going to get that instant gratification. Oh, I am being validated right now that I this was the best decision for me. That's how people backslide into bad relationships or relationships with exes. That's why people like change jobs so quickly. That's why there's like a whole plethora of reasons why people like tend to take 10 steps back is because the whole reason people don't want to start over is because they don't want to leave what's comfortable, Mm -hmm. whether that's a good thing for them or a bad thing. Regardless, like it's something that they're comfortable. Oh, 100%. We were were just watching a show called The uh, Crowded Room on Apple TV. By the way, a little plug. It's one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. So hands down. Everyone should go watch it. But there's a point where the psychologist is talking to clearly a victim of abuse. And she's people never understand why like battered women or like people in abusive relationships don't leave. It's because it's easier to deal with the hurt they already know than to risk like moving into a hurt that's way worse. And so it's this is why these women don't leave is because at least they know what to expect in this abusive relationship. But what if they step outside of this relationship and like their whole life goes to shit? Like people stick with the hurt that they know. They stick with what's comfortable, whether that's a good comfortable or bad. Mm. And so like before we move into the last one, I just wanted to point out that it took me several years to realize that this starting over was best for me. It took a year for you to realize that it was what was best for you. And I feel like this is a good transition into the last piece of starting over that we're talking about, because I still don't know (laughs) if this is the best decision for me or not. And so I'm very much in this phase of it's been very clear. It's, you know, I've talked about it several times here. I left my full time job at, at the school I was working at back in January. And it's not about just like transitioning to another job. Everybody does. That comes with its own challenges. What I'm talking about is potentially jumping into a completely different career choice. Mm. So to explain that a little bit, yes, I have another job and like it's a social work job because mama's got to pay the bills. But I am still so like some of these things I just need to do in a short term because that's what life happens. But I'm at this like crossroads now where I'm trying to figure out if like I can do a whole nother 10 years of social work. Or if I need to move into something else completely. And it comes with a lot of challenges because if I stick with, yeah, of course, I went to college. I got my master's in this exact field. I've got 10 years of experience under my belt. But taking this next step of I'm moving, I'm going to move into the next 10 years of this career. It It's not just like an overnight decision. I'm going to have to work really hard to get clinically licensed and I'm going to have to take this test that is I've already I've already failed twice and like test anxiety is a real thing for me. I just want to say you you only missed the last time by one question. I yes. just want to put that out Thank there for the so folks. Thank you so much for salt in the wound there. But no, yes. no, 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 not <laughs> where not salt in the wound. You I almost said womb. Yikes. Yikes. Not salt in the wound. You are able to do it. I know what I'm saying. But it's like because I haven't passed the last two times and you have to you guys don't even understand the amount of money that is spent for these tests, study materials, registration fees, the test itself. It is multiple of hundreds of dollars every single time you do this. And so then if you fail, it's great. We got to do it all over again. And so I'm at this phase in my life where I'm able to 
focus on what I'm doing right now and that's great, but like this isn't going to be a long-term thing for me. And so I'm trying to figure out what the long-term plan is. It's I either and both of those paths, whichever one I choose, both of them is a scary choice for me because mm-hmm. I'm either saying bye to this field that I have loved and worked very hard in for several years to do something that I don't even know what it is right now or I am going to have to overcome my biggest fear at this point, which is not passing this test for a third time and not being able to move into this next phase of my career. So I'm sharing this with you guys because, one, this is something that even my mom doesn't know about. So surprise, mom. (laughs) But it's just it's one of those things that I felt like it was important to share because, one, I think we need to normalize not being stuck in a career we don't love, even if you went to college for it. Mm. I think we need to normalize that. Hell yeah. But I also think that it's okay to openly talk about like, I am 31 years old and I potentially could be completely starting over and in my career. And that's terrifying. But I'm also starting over in this field that I have been a part of for so long. And that's also terrifying. And it's okay that these things are happening and it's okay that we're having these conversations because I'm just one of those people that I'm not willing to live a life that doesn't make me happy. Okay. (laughs) Preach, girl. I am just in it. I know that I am one of the lucky ones because I have an amazing support system around me. I have an amazing husband who's been very patient with me while I've done this nonstop. And we've talked about it in therapy. We're going to continue talking about it in therapy because these decisions don't just affect me, they affect us. And TBD on what I decide. But it's just one of those things that I felt like it was important to talk about on this starting over episode because I think a lot of people are in the position that I'm in. They just don't talk about it with people. And It's okay. It's okay if you're 40 and you're doing the same thing that I'm doing at 31. It's okay that I feel like a little 22-year-old again that just got out of college, but it's where I'm at in my life. And I'm grateful to have the ability to choose and not feel like I have to be stuck. But yeah, it's it's the starting over hasn't ended for me in this aspect. So that's why I felt like it was an important kind of Uh, addition to add to this episode and the kind of pieces that we've already talked about when it comes to starting over. This is a great addition. There is nothing wrong with being X age and starting over. Life. That right there needs to be the soundbite, the mic drop, because that's in all aspects of life. That's marriage, that's babies, that's career, that's travel, that's whatever. There is no timeline that is like above any other timeline. Life is, for the most part, for most folks that you don't incur a disease or some accident, the average age of folks is, I think it's like 75. I might be a little off there, but it increases as each generation rolls through. So life is long. Yeah. It's weird. We could get on a whole topic about that, how short (laughs) and long life is. But even if you're 30 years old, if you're 40, you're 50, you're 60, starting over is totally okay. I forget who it, it, when it was, Samuel L. Jackson, and who's, everybody knows that name. 
as as an actor Mm -hmm. he restarted in his like he went into acting like when he was in his 50s or something and look how popular he is now you're if you're alive right now you have an opportunity Mm -hmm. if you want to start over now bills have to be paid we're in a different situation we're married and and i can play that support role for cole right now but like we've talked about in the past if you want to restart and do something else Use those three hours, those two hours that you have in the evening to try something else. Yeah. There's lots of, there's lots of opportunity out there and you, it's, it's just up to you to take it. And know that it may not be, you may make the decision to start over and you may have to wait a little bit to, to get some of the positive repercussions of that choice. But you'll know sooner rather than later if it was the right decision for you or not. Heck Yeah. Nothing changes if nothing changes, man. Oh, boy. That's a good quote. That is a quote. Isn't that the... Never mind. We'll get into it on a different time. (laughs) I'm trying to think of who that comedian is, but yeah. He's got... I think he's from the South. He's got like a Southern twang to it. I think he exaggerates it a bit. But anyway, he's he's on Netflix. I'll show you. All right. That was a good one. That... I I feel like that kind of snowballed into something that I didn't really expect. But that's why I... It's funny. People ask us all the time if we write down what we're going to say, if we have any kind of scripts or anything like that. And I would say we have like very broad outlines, Mm -hmm. but I never, neither one of us ever sit with anything like in front of our faces and we just... It's never verbatim from some some note sheet or anything. It's just, yeah, it's how the cookie crumbles. (laughs) That's why it's fun to do this. It's fun to chit chat. Yeah. So this was a good episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed it. We will see y'all next week with a new episode. We're going to try to get some guests on our podcast because it's fun to have those conversations. Um, Not sure if that'll be next week, but we're going to try to get that on the books here soon. Thank you all for listening. We hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.